in the early emails with QuickTrip, someone had said, you know, it might be a possibility this catches wind in the news, uh, you know, be interviewed by it. And I was like, okay, sure, sure it will. Um, I was just excited to, you know, share with my friends at UW-Madison, share with my family. And then when it did, I was like, holy smokes, this is kind of a big deal. This is bigger than me now. You're listening to The QuickCast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into the QuickCast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway, and I'm joined today live from Quick Trip 268 in Madison. It is Will Hazeltine. Will, good afternoon, and welcome on the QuickCast. Afternoon. Excited to be here. Will, you're a UW student. You're a member of the Badger Marching Band, and officially, as of this year, a Quick Trip ambassador through our NIL program. Anything I'm missing on your resume there? No, that's, that sums me up pretty well. I'm excited to be part of the NIL partnership. Uh, I'm a proud member of the marching band. I play the mellophone. And yeah, I'm a fourth year senior at UW-Madison. And you're geology major? Yes, it's a little interesting. The full title is uh, geological engineering. So it kind of combines a lot of the practices of civil engineering, right? You think building roads, building bridges, things like that. And you combine it with geology. So in essence, it's all of the engineering that takes place, but underground, right? With soil, with groundwater, kind of things in those realms. Okay. So what are you hoping to do with your next phase of your career? Sure. There's various avenues I could take it. Um, one route that's common is to continue education, go to grad school or, or get a master's or a PhD. So I'm looking into that route kind of in a, a geophysics sense. You can think of like gravity or seismic as fields in, in that realm. Um, or else if I don't choose the grad school route, I could go choose to work for a company and do consulting or do mining, something in that area. So is it actually getting your hands dirty or are you sitting at a computer or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Uh, Why well, I really love the geological engineering though, it's one of the few engineerings where you actually get to go to the field sites and get your hands dirty, right? Because the geology, it's only in one location. You can't just view it on a computer all the time. Sometimes you have to go into the mountains to look at a certain type of rock or go into the field to do a soil test. Um, so I've gotten to go on a lot of unique field trips throughout my time. And it sounds like your, your college career has been a whole bunch of unique experiences. And so I want to go through a lot of those. Let's flash back to the beginning. You are a big Quick Trip fan. And so you signed up for the Quick Rewards debit card, which great idea. It's a great mm -hmm. card. <laughs> and a lot of them come with sign-up bonuses. And yours was free coffee for a year. You enjoyed that year very, very much. Is that right? Yeah, that year was, was amazing. I, I remember 365 free coupons for free coffee. It started with just the small size, the 12 ounce. And then after a month, it just automatically switched to any size coffee. So I started getting the 20 ounce and the 24 ounce coffees. And uh, since the Madison Quick Trip is right in between the engineering buildings and the geology buildings, perfect six minute break between classes or however much time I have, come in and get the big coffee every day. So I counted, I used 240 out of the 365 coupons. That's pretty good. Which is a lot. I mean, um, considering you're, you know, gone for trips and you're going away to games and, you know, you don't live too far from here. You're not spending every day here. I mean, that's, that's pretty darn good. Exactly, yeah. Just to be on campus for that amount of time and use all those coupons really saved me <laughs> a lot of trouble. And so that year ran out for you back in February of 2023. Mm -hmm. And you hit us up basically saying, hey, I really liked my year of free coffee. What can I do to get another That's one? That's exactly what I said. I said, I'd love to continue to get free coffee. I don't know if you can just give me free coffee. I knew that was a stretch, but then I was like, well, maybe there's various avenues where I can work with Quick Trip to be compensated for my coffee. Sure. 
and here we are today. Mm-hmm. We were kind of in the initial stages of putting together our NIL program, and I remember talking to Hayden, and she had this email in her inbox from you, and it was always something about it that seemed really authentic and really kind of different than maybe what we were initially looking for, but we're like, you know, something about Will and the band, and we, we really like that. And so end of the summer into August and September, we finally got our partnership pulled together. We signed you on. And then I would imagine the email interview inquiries from all the media stations around the state started coming in, right? <laughs> yeah, a little overwhelmed in my inbox there for a week or two. Um, it's really crazy to see different news organizations, some of them small, right? Even the uh, UW-Madison, one of the local papers, they emailed me on my school email. Um, I was like, oh, this is neat. Um, some of the bigger programs, though, for the state reached out, and I was like, wow, this has reached a big audience pretty fast all of a sudden. And so were you expecting that type of publicity just from signing on with Quick Trip? No, I was not entirely expecting that. I, uh, in the early emails with Quick Trip, someone had said, you know, it might be a possibility. This catches wind in the news, um, you know, be interviewed by it. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, sure it will. Um, I was just excited to, you know, share with my friends at UW-Madison, share with my family. And then when it did, I was like, holy smokes, this is kind of a big deal. This is bigger than me now. So do you have Google Alerts set up for your name? Because I was Googling your name, and it just the first couple of pages is just all is different <laughs> interviews that you've done. It no, is- I, I haven't even Googled myself to this day. Um, so that's pretty funny to hear. Um, and I, I have a lot of family share, friends share with me, hey, here's this news article of you. Um, even to the extent someone would just share it. And it'd be like three people removed from me, but it'd get back to me that yeah. someone's grandparents shared me on Facebook. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I remember little William from middle school. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. And so, um, I mean, I know there's some, some famous people on campus. You know, you got your Tanner Mordecai quarterback. You got some of the volleyball, basketball players. I mean, stars. are people noticing you on campus at all? Is this Will the Quick Trip guy? Uh <laughs> <laughs> internally with with my closer friend group right or like people that know me right they kind of know me now as oh will the quick trip guy Mm -hmm. right and it's that's an awesome title i was like yes that's awesome you know about me and the quick trip thing you know about quick trip right that's part of the goal here um externally just walking into the library walking down the street no one's like pointing me out and wanting to take a selfie with me or get my autograph which i'm happy about right i don't need to be famous but um that's like the right level of notoriety yes it's, it's a perfect level of Sometimes a random person will be like, oh, wait, I actually do know you. I saw your video. And I'm like, that's awesome. Thanks. They can give you a like on Instagram, but maybe leave you alone at the library. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just study. So, um, and you're in the band. And so you're a mellophone player. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knows what the mellophone is. How do you describe it? Mellophone, I describe it in one of two ways. If you at all know music and know instruments, I say it's the French horn, but the marching band version. Right. So the French horn is a, more of a concert band instrument. It's the one that you put your hand inside. Um, so I played that in high school and then made the transition to mellophone to play in pep bands and marching bands um, and then for college. The other way I'll explain it is it's a big trumpet, right? Very easy to tell. Oh, a trumpet, and it's a big trumpet, right? Uh, it's not the tuba or the baritone, but it has a big bell on the front, the circle. So those are the two ways I describe it. It sounds lower in pitch than a trumpet. Sure. Um, and it's a smaller group. Normally there's ballpark 100 trumpets in the band. There's only 13 mellophones, though, so it's a more niche group to be a part of. So did you start playing that in high school, or did you find it in college? started playing it in high school. Um, I'd play the French horn every day for concert band, but there'd be pep bands for the basketball team or the one homecoming show we did for the football team. So in those cases, I'd play the mellophone. 
easy transition between the two. It's similar fingering, similar mouthpiece. Um, and then I was able to play it for the UW marching band pretty easily. So at what age did you start playing instruments growing up? Instruments started pretty young. Um, I'll say 10 years old. I think you're in fourth grade when mm-hmm. you're 10. Um, yeah, maybe around that age. I tried learning guitar, struggled with it, and then I put it in a closet for a few years. And then in high school, I found it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I uh, started playing trumpet in middle school. And then over the years, I've learned other instruments. So I know how to play a lot of instruments. I'm not really good at a lot sure. of instruments, though. Um, so at what point did you start to think that, you know, I, I think I might want to start pursuing this in college, too? Sure. And that came my senior year of high school. Uh, senior year of high school for me was 2020. So it was maybe in the fall or January of uh, 2020 then, where talking with my band director, he's a young band director, brand new to the school, and he was in the UW-Madison marching band. And I had already committed to Wisconsin, right? I wanted to go here for engineering. And then he started showing me pictures of trips that he went on, right, to the Final Four game when the Badgers Mm, went there, the championship game, and all these crazy experiences he had. And telling me about them, I thought, that'd be really cool. It's a nice and easy way to be introduced to 300 people all at once. I'll make friends, right? That's a surefire way to make a friend. Um, And I like playing music, so I thought, you know, this is a good way to keep doing that and stay involved in music. So then I, you know, investigated and was like, oh, Here's the requirements to audition. I thought, eh, I'll try it out. This will be good. So what was that audition process like? Audition process is two parts. There's a playing component where it's just record yourself playing a few scales, playing a few select songs that you want to showcase your abilities. And then th- that's more in May and June. And then the second portion is Reg Week. And the UW Band's Reg Week is a, a week-long audition process where the upperclassmen, the leaders, will teach the incoming freshmen or incoming students how to march, right? How to do the stop at the top marching style, which is incredibly unique across all marching bands in the United States. And they teach you all that, and it's a week-long audition. It's in the summer, so it's hot. And you're really showing throughout the entire week if you have what it takes to be part of the band. And then after that week, they say, you're either in or you're not. But a lot of people make it in. It's a fun process to audition, really. So how much of that week is about your musical ability and how much of it is about, like, cardio and like physical ability and like your mental willpower to go through it all um i think you said it best there mental willpower to go through it because it's really tough physically right and most people have what it takes i mean like really everyone has what it takes the physical ability wise to make it but when you're in the 90 degree heat for 10 hours a day at some points in time and having to play and breathe and march while doing that marching's really hard sometimes so it's mm-hmm. like you can tell who wants it more than other people because they'll keep pushing at hour 10 where other people, it's like, oh, they're slowing down. Um, but everyone's very encouraging and helping promote them to keep keep going, right? You only have one more set. You only have one more set. Um, but there's a big focus on all the parts, right? You want to be able to show that you know how to play on Wisconsin by the end of the week. You also want to be able to show that you can you know, do a left turn and a right turn and all the requirements that they were looking for. So... There's a certain level of like choreography that goes into it too. I mean, is there like I know that there's sort of like a dance component of it all too. I mean, how does that play into learning the whole season's performances? Yeah, when you say the dance component, are you kind of talking about maybe the drill and how everyone has a certain way they're moving on the field, right, like making shapes? You see it from the stands, and you know there's people intersecting lines, and you're making a W exactly. and all that kind yes. of stuff. Like, um, how does that all come together? So they'll, they'll come together. The directors will c- kind of send out a, a video or an MP3 file, however the 
file is, and it has individual spots listed. And I'm, for instance, mellophone number 78. Rank seven is like my section of the band, and then spot number eight. And then I just look for my little figure on the screen, my little X, and then it goes eight steps forward and eight beats. So I know, all right, in this part I have to go eight steps forward. Um, and then everyone has that, and then it's a dynamic video where you can see the shapes coming together. And then that's the video we memorize, and that's the drill we memorize. And that's what creates the intersecting lines and the follow the leader lines. And in this year we did a lot more intricate things with curved lines and odd foot spacings, more or less, um, to make really interesting shapes. So what is going through your head then when you're actually out on the field? Is it the music I have to play, the steps I have to take, or do you just have the music so memorized that you're just focusing on the steps, or kind of, what's the mental process there? Uh, the mental process, it's person for person for sure, and I'm, I'm more of a, I've meshed them together, where I know, I, I listen to the song right outside of band, and walking class to class, I'll listen to the songs we're playing that week, and I say, all right, when the chorus comes in the song, I have to go eight forward and then eight to the left. Um, and then when you know the verse starts after that, I have to stop and then go, right? Things like mm -hmm. that. Um, some people are otherwise more musically, they're just focused on when the music is going. Other people really only are focused on the marching and the playing comes second to them. So it's all on a scale, I guess. Sure, and so it's one thing to do it in a t-shirt and shorts when you're learning it in, you know, over the summer. Once it gets to be a game day and it's hot and you're in those uniforms, which mm -hmm. I don't think they're the most breathable things no. in the world, <laughs> and you got the big hat on, mm -hmm. how, how, what extra element does kind of the whole get up add to it? Yeah, the whole uniform, it makes you really think, this is it, this is what I've been putting on months worth of work for. Sometimes it's a one week show where you have to learn the entire show in four days, really. Excuse me. And um, when you put the uniform on though for game day, you really say, this is it. This is the one rep that counts, and I have to make it the best one I've ever done. And they're heavy uniforms, right? They're older uniforms. Um, so some people will even, you know, on the Saturday or Friday, wear heavy sweatpants and oh. heavy sweatshirts to, like, sim simulate that, which I find pretty funny. It's like a wrestler or something preparing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned shows. How many different shows performances are there over the course of a school year i mean is it different in a obviously in a parade versus a football game versus just what you're doing in a pep band like what how, how many mm -hmm. different different little subsets of the marching band are there sure so there's kind of a fall marching band which mostly entitles the football games that's the whole focus and for that we'll put on i think this year was eight different shows uh for eight different home games um, and then we also repeated one of the shows for the bowl game that was yesterday and then one of the bowl game, one of the shows for the Packer game mm. that we got to attend. And for those, it's you know learn learn a show in a week. And we played eight different shows. One of them was the '90s uh, songs. Uh, one of them was Taylor Swift. One of them was Frank Sinatra. So they really change week to week on what the show is and why we're doing the show. That's one portion. One portion is kind of then uh, you can consider it spring band, which is the pep bands for basketball and for rest, or not wrestling, hockey. Mm -hmm. And then um, even in the fall, we'll do the volleyball pep bands. And then it's preparation for the spring concert in the late spring. So three different avenues sure. of practicing for different okay. things. So in your mental Rolodex, could you go back to like your sophomore year show number four, or do you kind of have to like forget that so you can like learn this year's shows? A little bit, you, you put them in the, in the back of your brain. Um, off the top of my mind, I don't know what show number four was, but it either was, we did a country show, which was really great because I love country music. Sure. 
or it was a Panic at the Disco show. It's one of those two shows, I think. Very cool. Unique case, and I'm able to remember that. I'm not able to remember all of them, though. <laughs> Very cool. We are going to step aside for an ad break here, and we're doing a live read now with our brand new Raspberry Dunkers. New here for 2024. And Will, you tell me you haven't had one of these yet. No, I've had the cherry ones that came out maybe a month ago. And people went crazy for the cherries. Yep. I bought and, the last box when I bought it. And I think the early reports are this is better. Better so we'll than we'll do a okay. live tasting here on the podcast. We'll get your full report. So you can see the inside. It's got that same kind of pinkish cherry look, maybe just a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think there's maybe a little bit more actual fruit flavor to it. And I'm a dunker guy over a glazer guy, which I don't know if that's sacrilegious, mm. but <laughs> early reports on the raspberry dunker. Well, it's good. I mean, that was going to be obvious. It's good. It's very raspberry, and I love raspberry taste. It's my favorite berry. Strawberry is good, too, but no, I love raspberry. And um, I think it's a, it's like a tough needle to thread to not have it taste like too artificial. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think we nailed it. So shout out to our bakery team there. But it's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not at all too artifi- artificial. Um, and as it has a, the classic Dunker texture still, which is like that's what you want to look for. You don't want to like jeopardize that. I feel like in your donut. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Very it's cool. It's all right with you. I'm taking the box home. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're a limited time only, and uh, they've been flying off the shelves. So make sure to stop in a quick trip to get some raspberry Dunkers. So let's go back now to the start of your college career. You started at maybe not the most inopportune time, but it's gonna be a memorable time, I think, for a lot of uh, kids, guys your age. Your freshman year kind of in the middle of COVID. What was it like adjusting to college with these, you know, wanting to be in the band, but also not having the full band experience right off the bat? Yeah, it was incredibly unique, and it's the only year ever like it in the marching band history where there was such a situation to arise that was bigger than the band right it was a global pandemic um that changed the way the band had to perform um so i entered as a freshman and normally looking at 10 hours plus of practice a week i got maybe 30 minutes to an hour a week and it was instead of preparing for a show with all 300 people it was small groups of 25 where we had to you know have the six feet spacing we had to wear masks with holes slit in them to play our instruments, which looking back at some of the pictures looked pretty funny. Sure. Um, but it, I'm happy I still auditioned for the band. I know some people steered away from it and then came back the year after. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy I did because it allowed me to have a social outlet in a time where you were encouraged to not socialize with people for the COVID's sake. Um, so that's where I gained my first friends in college, right? The people in my section, in the Melophone sure. section. Because um, in the dorms, you know, they didn't really encourage that. They said, keep your doors closed instead of open. I was like, well, how am I supposed to meet people that way? Um, but, I'm, yeah, incredibly happy I did the marching band then because that allowed me to stick with it then as now I'm a senior. Right. And are you are you practicing in the dorms or are you always practicing like in the band buildings or? It was at the time of the 2020 year, it was once a week we'd practice at the band field okay. where they had ample room to spread okay. us out. Um, but it was in small groups of 25, so it was just mellophones and a few trumpets. We, I never even got to hear sure. a full on Wisconsin until my sophomore year. And I was like, holy smokes, this is what it's supposed to sound like. Um, other times they'd be practicing in my dorm, yeah, and I'd say to my roommate, all right, I'm going on Zoom for band, <laughs> sure. right? This is the, 
just bear with me for 20 minutes when I have to play my scales and everything. <laughs> and your friends down the hall are trying to study, and there yeah, you are. Yeah, so they, they knew I was in the band pretty fast, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> it's 3 o'clock on a Wednesday, so this isn't going to be good. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you are at a variety of different events, like you mentioned, uh, football, basketball, volleyball, hockey, how do those vary? Obviously, football has got the big halftime show. Mm -hmm. um, but how is volleyball different than basketball, different than hockey, and kind of the performance? Um, they're more or less similar overall. Uh, volleyball is in the field house, and then hockey and basketball are at the field house. Sorry, the Cole Center. Mm -hmm. So two different venues, but similar experience where if you are on the list to perform that night, you show up maybe a half an hour before the game starts or whatever the report time is. And then there's a set list of songs, and we have all the music for it. We can, you know, look at our music on the paper, on the phone to play along. Um, and then we just provide a pep band before the game, during the game for mm -hmm. those events. And how awesome have these volleyball games been recently with how good that team is? They've been insane. Uh, this year I went, to every, I went to every home volleyball game, and I played in every one beside one of them. And then... I got to play in all of the postseason games, mm -hmm. too, because I'm a senior and I had attended a lot of the events. Sure. Um, incredible to attend, though. A, they're in, like, the team is number one or was number one at some point. So they've been winning all their matches, and that's fun to see them win. I remember the Friday after Thanksgiving, I got to see them beat Nebraska in sure. three sets, and that was insane. I said to my friends, like, this single-handedly is probably the best Badger game I've ever been to across all the sports. And then... The postseason games, those are pretty electric. The rules change a little bit on what we can and can't do, courtesy of the NCAA. Um, <laughs> but, you know, still a great time to see them win. And then I got to travel with the team to Tampa for the first time th this month, mm -hmm. um, see them play Texas. And it was a tough loss to see, but had a lot of fun supporting the team. We did a little pep band for them there, too. So, yeah, it, incredibly fortunate to be able to play for all these volleyball games. And then you got to go back to Tampa for the ReliQuest Bowl yesterday. Yes, yes. Yeah, the game was yesterday, and I got back last night. Um, so crazy to say, and there's you know, 20 other kids with me that mm -hmm. can say it, that I went to Tampa twice within the same three weeks um, to see the Badgers play. And unfortunately, and not, not a winner. Unfortunately, <laughs> see two losses, but so proud you, of teams. You mentioned that, that volleyball game. What other games really stand out in your career that you you played at? Sure, so that one against Nebraska, and then... The volleyball game this year against Oregon, I think mm -hmm. it was, in the Elite Eight. Those two games really stood out to me as, wow, our team is good. Mm -hmm. Wow, the, the field house is electric. It was the most loud I ever heard of the field house in that Oregon game. For football, this ReliQuest Bowl was amazing to mm -hmm. see because all of a sudden the Badgers put up 31 points. Right. Not something I was entirely used to the whole year. Sure, <laughs> um, But that game was like, wow, this is awesome. Um, as well as the Nebraska game this sure. year for football, is the night game is the last home game. Mm -hmm. The weather was fair, so it wasn't you know 20 degrees, which I was happy about. And that game was amazing to be at too, as a senior in the band. And then for basketball, I wish I had attended it, but the Marquette game this year oh, when yeah. they, they beat them, that would have been great to be at. Um, there's a few that are in the back of my mind for sure. basketball. So. You mentioned the Marquette game, some of those um, on-field, on-court rivalries. Are there band rivalries? You know, I mean, a lot of people will laud Ohio State as the best damn band in the land. Uh, do you take offense to that? And kind of what are the what are the band rivalries that are out there? There are band rival rivals. Um, 
they're they're all friendly rivals sure. though. Um, right, so it's more like joking along with the other bands, but kind of a yeah, definitely the Ohio State band that we're kind of foes with, uh, as well as kind of the Minnesota band, just because it's the the border battle sure. for the trophy or the Paul Bunyan axe there. Um, and other people have friends in other bands, so you start to meet more and more people. I think I've seen about 10 different collegiate bands now perform at their own games, uh, whether it be football or a different sport. Yeah, those are the big two, kind of Ohio and sure. maybe Minnesota. Okay. So as you're graduating here in May, your opportunities to play with the Badger Band aren't necessarily over. I mean, I know that there's alumni bands and there's different events that people play at and i've been at multiple weddings that, yeah. that the badger band all of a sudden shows up at so what other opportunities are there for you to continue playing music on and beyond you know just the games here in the school year uh yeah so there, exactly as you said there's alumni band and that's once once a game in the fall where anyone who's marched in the band so you have some people just graduated the year before they're 22 they're fit they're ready to go they're they still have it in them there's some people who show up that are 80 and you're thinking wow like, you're still marching. That's incredible. And, mm-hmm. and then they're yelling at the younger kids, like, get your knees up, stop at the top. And it's awesome to see. So I'll be part of that. Um, and as you said, then weddings, there's local parades to be a part of, local festivities all throughout Wisconsin, sometimes into Illinois and Iowa even, where someone says, I want to hire the band to come out and perform. And then they say, great, we'll send a group of 20 people and show up at your wedding, and it'll be a surprise. And and I've been fortunate to do a lot of those. Yeah. Um, the, the gigs, right? Smaller gigs. I'm doing one in two weeks for a friend's wedding, actually. Nice. Where the Do they know? Yep, they know. Okay, okay. They're the ones who okay. ask. Um, and they're actually two band alumni that are getting sure. married, so it's awesome to go play for my two friends. But those are really fun, and those are what define the summers, right? I'll work my eight to five internship or job, whatever. The weekdays, and then on Friday night, Saturday morning, and Sunday morning, there's parades and a small town three hours away. I'm like, great, guess I'm leaving at 5 a.m. to go to this parade, but it's fun. That's nice. a lot of fun. Very, very cool. So we got a couple of questions here to, to wrap things up. We have our Quick Trip Year in Review email coming out this week that tells you all your statistics, how many mm-hmm. Quick Trips you've been to, uh, how many fuel gallons you've pumped. You can't pump any gallons here, no. one of the unique locations. But it also tells you like what your most purchased item is. What is going to be Will's top purchased item at Quick Trip this year? Um, it'll be the coffee. Okay. Um, I don't know if it specifies size or type or anything, but just the... Uh, Kruba coffee. I probably still come in three times a week and get my coffee. Um, and I trans- I've transitioned from using the, the store, like, plastic cups to mm-hmm. just bring my own cup or, like, my own mug. Sure. Um, either that one, food-wise, it's probably the chicken sandwich. Likewise, I get it a lot more than I should. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it'll be those two. It'll probably say I've tried a lot of different items, right? Sure. I've tried 50 unique items because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll try something new today. Nice. So what is your perfect cup of Quick Trip coffee look like? So the perfect cup for me is I'd go for the, like, the 20-ounce size. The 24 might mm-hmm. be too much. And what I'll do is I'll go to the soda machine first and put a little bit of ice in the cup. Okay. Just because when it comes out of the machine, sometimes it's like almost boiling hot. But I want to drink the coffee right then. So the ice cools it down just enough where it's still really hot, but I don't burn my tongue. Um, so I'll do that, and then I'll go over... Usually it's the hazelnut coffee since it's a bit lighter, but I've tried all of them. They're all okay. really good. Cream, sugar, anything? No cream, no sugar, just plain black coffee. Are you too young to be drinking plain black coffee? <laughs> <laughs> uh, coffee for me probably started in first grade. Oh, boy. Which is really young. Yeah, that's what everyone says. And But back then it was 
10% coffee and 90% the sweet creamer that's mm -hmm. flavored. And then, you know, by high school, it's like coffee with a little bit of cream. And sure. my junior year of high school is just plain black coffee because it's coffee. easier to make. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, so if I gave you $20, what are you coming out of Quick Trip with? Definitely a donut and a coffee. Um, and maybe a snack for right then as well. But probably just the snack for that moment is the coffee and the donut. And then... Since $20 is kind of a lot, especially for a college student, um, honestly, kind of a meal prep. There's a lot of, like, great prepackaged meal prep items, um, and I don't specifically know the names of them. Sure. I, I do a little meal prep, I think. Okay. Uh, what about chocolate milk? Are you more brown cap or green cap? So brown cap would be the full fat, or green cap, maybe a little better for you, but leaving a little flavor on the table there. Yeah, I'm probably a brown cap guy in that case. Um, Mostly I drink white milk, though, more than okay. chocolate milk. I, I prefer whole milk, but usually buy 2%. Again, maybe it's a little bit healthier for you, especially if you buy gallons. Sure. Um, but I mean, I've tried some of the fun flavors, too. The eggnog one I just tried over Christmas, that was really good. Nice. Is that technically a, a milk, though, or is it I think just pure eggnog? I think there's an eggnog milk, and then there's eggnog. Okay, so I, I think might be mistaken, the, but... Whatever yeah. one I tried is good, and I had tried the, the root beer one earlier... And there's another one earlier this fall. I don't remember what it was. Okay. But. Um, fried chicken. Are you white meat, dark meat, wings, or the fried chicken sandwich? Oh, fried chicken sandwich. Uh, definitely on the go. It's easy between classes. But, no, I like the white meat otherwise for the fried chicken. What is the best hot spot sandwich if we're taking out the fried chicken sandwich then? Taking out the fried chicken are you going, sandwich. Are you going breakfast with the sausage, egg, and cheese croissant? Are you going or the quarter pound cheeseburger? Where are you like, leaning? I like those quarter, quarter pound cheeseburgers, right? And there's ones with bacon, uh -huh. I think, right? I'll get the bacon ones if they have it. Um, either that one or there's sometimes the chicken and waffle sandwich. And I'm like, oh, shoot, it's a Wednesday or whatever day is chicken and waffle sandwiches here. I'll get that one. So nice. those, are, those are two that I frequently get. And then what is the best bakery item? Uh, bakery item, donut for sure. Um, Got to be more specific. I know. I'm trying to think. There's a lot of good ones. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a sucker for any of the long johns that are like cream filled or yeah. anything, but sometimes I do like the um, the dunkers. Yeah, the dunkers. Love you can take the six of them home and open. <laughs> yeah, cool. So we are going to the basketball game tonight, Wisconsin versus Iowa. It's a it's another kind of border battle for mm -hmm. us. We got plenty of quick star locations down there. Uh, basketball team ranked top twenty five in the country right now. We've had some awesome wins this season, like that Marquette game you mentioned. Uh, how are you feeling about the game tonight and the, the team the rest of the season? Should go really well. Really looking forward to what the team has to offer because there's a lot of kind of new pieces to the team that I, I don't know some of their names yet. And I have to, you know, figure out if they're really good or if they're just good. Um, some of the stars are returning, so I've, I've met a few of them, talked to a few different basketball players just through passing because I'm in the band. Um, really looking forward to the season. Think that this year they're definitely going to be in the March Madness tournament, so I'll look forward to playing in those games when they reach that. Very, very cool. So Will Hazeltine, we appreciate your time here on the Quick Cast. We're going to enjoy the game tonight, and uh, thank you for stopping by and chatting with us today. Great. I appreciate you having me on the Quick Cast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Quick Cast. Hey, we'll see you next time.